Hello, I'm Jamie Bahamas, and let's start talking about them Dolphins. Today, we're talking about Super Weekend, and I'm not talking about the Super Bowl. I'm talking about Super Snub Saturday. That's right, the 2020 End of Year Awards for Individual Achievements were given out for this NFL season, and the Dolphins were in the running for quite a few of those awards. Spoiler alert, they walked away with zero, zilk, nada. Now, I know a lot of fans out there are burnt about it, but I know there's an opposing opinion out there that says, well, the Dolphins don't deserve this kind of respect. They barely beat some winning teams out there. They didn't make the playoffs. They need to go out there and earn it. Well, what I say to that is these are individual awards. These are awards where coaches and players get to put them on their resume to honor and to recognize a job well done. And there were quite a few players and uh, and coaches and uh, one coach in particular that did a really good job this season and deserve to be recognized for that. Speaking of coach, let's start with coach of the year. I don't know what Brian Flores will have to do to win this award. He will probably have to rise up and take the Dolphins all the way to the Super Bowl and win the darn thing for him to win this award. He was up in this category and did not win. There were some good coaches that were in there going up against him, but it wasn't so much that he didn't win it. It was the lack of recognition that he got inside the voting. So the winner for the Coach of the Year award was the Browns coach, Kevin Stefanski, and he ran away with it. And he had a total of 25 votes to win it. Now, I know it's the Browns and the Browns have been perennial bottom feeders they've always struggled to try to get somewhere and every time they get somewhere you, or every time you think they're gonna get there they just quite don't do it so the Browns have been building on this for years their roster is no joke they have a lot of pro bowlers a lot of key players they've been a lot of first round draft picks that they've been building over the years to try to get over that mountaintop and before the season started there were a lot of people that it, predicted that the Browns would go to the playoffs, that the Browns would be contenders. There were a few people out there that even had the Browns winning their division this season, hands down. So it wasn't that big of a surprise that they actually made it to the playoffs or were contenders. In some cases, some people probably expect them to go further. On top of that, yes, I don't know how you want to look at this, but Kevin Stefanski winning the award, yes, he did a good job. Yes, he got his team prepared. Yes, he did what they were. Yes, he won games. But if you think about the irony here, in one of their playoff games where the Browns showed out and showed well against the Pittsburgh Steelers, Stefanski didn't even get to coach in that game because of the all-prevailing coronavirus kept him at home. And his team played well. So you can look at that one or two ways. You can look at that as saying, wow, he's a great coach for having his, his coaching staff and his team prepared to be able to go and do the job without him and win in that type of dominant fashion. Or you could look at it another way as how much of this really is Kevin Stefanski or the team and the culture has finally been built around Cleveland and the Browns to get them to where they are. The Dolphins, on the other hand, were not picked to go to the playoffs in this season. A lot of people had this team being a few years away still. There are a lot of rookies, a lot of moving pieces, and Brian Flores navigated it beautifully. He was able to manage an uncommon quarterback situation in a year where the offseason was unconventional to the tune of 10 wins and the doorstep of the playoffs and I know some people might say well the Dolphins opponents aren't the best of the opponents so that 10 wins you know take it for what it is you can't fault a team for who they had to play they're just supposed to have to go out there and win against the teams that are put up against them if you look at this year's Super Bowl matchup the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they had to play the Washington football team in their first wildcard round of the playoffs. 
that doesn't matter at this point. It doesn't matter who the opponent was. It's, what matters is that they took care of the opponent that's in front of them. And not to mention that Brian Flores has turned what used to be the worst defense in the league to one of the best in the league. And to be a distant third, only gaining six votes in this category, that's going to be tough. So I expect him to come up breathing fire next season. So it's going to be motivation for a lot of these guys one way or the other. So it depends how you want to look at it. It might be a good thing. But using defense as a segue, that was one of the other areas where the Dolphins had a good chance. Now, Xavier Howard led the league in interceptions this season. And honestly, Dolphins fans, I'm not going to go through all the statistics because you know them well. However, this was one of the awards where I thought there was a chance that, yes, he would get recognition, but there was a chance that maybe he would not get it. And the reason for that is because TJ Watt was also a good candidate for Defensive Player of the Year. And honestly, if Howard did not win this award, that's who I would have considered to be the winner of this year. And that's because he led the league in sacks with over 15 sacks. He was on a team that, until the wheels fell off, that a lot of people thought was going to go undefeated, that a lot of people thought would march their way all the way to the Super Bowl. And a big part of that was that defense. <laughs> Unfortunately, it didn't work out that way. But the kicker here for me is that T.J. Watt did not win the award. Xavier Howard, lead leader in interceptions, did not win the award. But Aaron Donald was the winner of Defensive Player of the Year. Now, there's nothing to take away from Aaron Donald. He is a monstrous defender, a big part of why that team had some success this season. But when you put him up against the two other candidates that had a chance to win this game, I don't see it how he was able to walk away with that. So that was a little bit surprising. However, that just tells you how these awards go and how the Dolphins' chances of winning one of these awards might increase in the future. It all depends on national exposure. And because the Dolphins weren't expected to do much, they didn't have a lot of national televised games over the season. They weren't played in the big markets often as much as LA in that new stadium. And also being a team that was expected to go somewhere like Pittsburgh and winning all those games. So that might have diminished Xavier and Howard's chances of this award. With the season that the Dolphins had this year, I expect them to get more national attention next season. And if Xavier and Howard is able to turn around and put together back-to-back -back seasons with the equivalent of the one that was this year, he will garner more attention in winning this award going forward. But for this year, it had to hurt for him and had to hurt for Watt to see Aaron Donald play with that award. So that one, like I said, was easier to swallow, but this one, oh my God. This one was the heartbreaker of the night. The Hall of Fame class and Dolphins fans were ready to crown Zach Thomas and welcome him into the Hall of Fame, welcome him into Canton. And they thought, and I thought, that this was a shoe in this year that Zach Thomas finally would have been welcome to the halls. I mean, for him not to make it this year, I don't know, man. It, it's a, jokingly, I will say, I don't know what Zach Thomas did. I don't know who we pissed off. I, I, and again, I say that in jest, but it just seems like a severe injustice that a seven-time Pro Bowler, five-time first-team All-Pro, two-time second-team All-Pro, this guy was Defensive Rookie of the Year, AFC Defensive Rookie of the Year. This guy was one of the best defenders of his time. He deserves to be teamed up with his buddy, Jason Taylor, in the hall. I don't know what we got to do to get him there, but Dolphins fans, let's make it a year-long campaign. Any way you can, talk about it, be about it. Let's get Zach Thomas 
to the hall. He deserves to be there. That was such a shame that he didn't get. I feel for you, Zach. Just know that the Dolphins fans recognize who you are and keep your head up high, man. You're one of the greatest to ever play the game. You're one of the greatest Dolphins ever and good for you. So that was a gut-wrenching night for Dolphins fans to have to go to sleep and see that Zach Thomas did not get his chance to enter the hall this year. There was one last chance at redemption after all of this heartbreak. The Dolphins fans had a chance to be able to claim fan of the year with Big E, Ian Berger, one of the greatest Dolphins fans out there. He's very positive. He's very active on Twitter. He's very good at bringing the Dolphins family together and keeping things going in that respect. He's well known, well known in the community, big family guy. Oh man, like, and he had a chance, made it to the top three. And I know Dolphins fans were holding out hope that saying, you know what? After it's all said and done, let this be let this be our hope. Let this be our chance to be able to get it. But Ian, with his 20,000 Twitter followers, the army of Dolphins fans behind him, all hanging out hope. You know, we had to take disappointment and take that taste of defeat one last time as he was not crowned as fan of the year. But you know what, Ian? Keep your head up high. We're proud of you. Thank you for representing Dolphins Nation and enjoy your time with your daughter out there at the Super Bowl. Dolphins fans, here's my call of action to you. This all stings. This all hurts. And I know people are going to say, well, the Dolphins get no respect. Well, that might be true. But you have a part to play in this. I have a call of action for all Dolphins fans out there. Let's hope that the pandemic is behind us. And coming up this season that we're able to now fill stadiums again, hang out together in crowds and do what we have to do to support our team. Well, the Dolphins have a great home field advantage. Playing in South Florida is not easy and that open air stadium and that heat, that's tough for teams to deal with. But one part that we have to do is we have to bring that noise. We have to make Hard Rock Stadium the loudest stadium in the league. Dolphins fans, hang your hat on that. When you get in that stadium, Think about these opportunities that slipped out of your hand. Think about the boost that you can give the defense and X and all those guys as you roar and cheer for them. Think about how you can get Coach Flo fired up to fire up his team and get going. Think about how much pressure will be on to get Zach Thomas in the hall and not to disappoint the Miami faithful one more time. So fans, please, please, this year, and I'm not, and I know you guys are loud, but I'm not talking about just third down loud. I want you to bring that third down noise and third down madness from the start of the game all the way to the end. You want teams burning their timeouts when they don't need to. Go and bring the noise. Go and back up your team. That's what I'm telling you. That's the way to take this pain and take this and turn it around into something positive, fans. Now, I'm talking about them Dolphins. There's one last thing for me to do. You know we love it when you're talking about them Dolphins. So this week, we're going to recognize Alejandro. That's at Miami Alejandro. And that and that's because, check him out on Twitter. He has a funny tweet about Aaron Donald robbing the defensive player of the award away from Xavier Howard in a SpongeBob animation. That made me laugh, but it's so true. It just felt like highway robbery on that part. So we see you, Dolphins Nation. We understand your pain, but like I said, there's something we can go ahead and do about it. Thank you once again for listening to Talking About Them Dolphins. I'm Jamie Bahamas, and have a great day.